0: You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and before we get into the episode, I just wanted to remind you that I've put together a free download for you with ideas for celebrating the new year with your family by reflecting back on the year that has just ended. So often we dive straight into a new year without really stopping to connect with the ones we love, but starting a simple remember-when tradition with your family can be so powerful, and I've made that easy for you with the ideas in this free download. Just go to 3 30 podcastcom newyear to get this free guide. Even if we are well into the month of January when you are listening to this announcement, it doesn't matter and it's not too late to do your Remember When tradition with your family. Just go to 3 30 podcastcom newyear to get started. Welcome to 3 and 30 a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. It's the first episode of 2023, my friends, and I have to admit up front that I chose today's episode topic as the very first topic we would cover in 2023 for a slightly selfish reason. I chose to invite my friend Susie Salinas to come on the show to talk about family systems because this is the only goal I have set myself for this new year. In 2023, I want to invest some major focus and energy into getting good systems in place for the management of my home and family life. Laundry, bedtimes, meal prep, grocery shopping, tidying, dishes, and morning routines are just a few of the areas where the Nielsen family could use a serious reboot of our family systems. And while we cannot tackle all of that at once, and it would be very unwise to try, I'm excited to take these challenges one at a time and focus on creating better systems to help them run smoothly in our home. If you've been listening to the podcast for over a year, you may remember that last year at the beginning of 2022, I aired a solo episode called Three Questions to Ask Yourself for the New Year. And in that episode, I mentioned that every year I try to choose just one thing, one goal that if I work on that, it will have a positive domino effect on many other areas of my life. Rather than making a big list of goals and resolutions, I ask myself, what is the one thing that if I worked on that and poured all of my energy and focus into that, instead of dividing my effort amongst lots of little goals, it could make the biggest difference in all areas of my life this year. Last year, my focus was on being more mindful with my phone use and not being so sucked into my phone all the time And that did have a huge domino effect on everything else in my life for the better. And this year, my focus is going to be on family systems. So is this episode today a bit selfish? Maybe. But I also think there are probably many of you listening who have similar resolve to work to make your home and family life run more smoothly in 2023. So I hope you'll feel solidarity with me and that the tools and takeaways shared in this episode will be a starting place for you as well. My guest today is professional organizer Susie Salinas. She's a former military spouse, a mom of three, and the founder of Systems by Susie, a professional organization business in Annapolis, Maryland. I know you're going to love her practical takeaways for creating family systems that will actually stick. So with no further ado, here's my conversation with my friend Susie. Susie, welcome to 3 and 30. I am thrilled to get to talk to you today. I am so excited to be here. I have been a huge fan of the podcast since the beginning. Oh, well, thank you. I don't know how we became in real life friends. It started with you reaching out to me as a podcast listener, and then we just struck up a friendship and have actually met in person. And I have learned so much from you over the years about organization and systems. And this is not my forte, as you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I have actually been counting down the days to this interview because I need it more than anyone listening. So... Why don't we just start off with you telling us what is a family system and how do you know if you need one or if you need several family systems in your home?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's a great place to start because... There's being organized, and then there's having systems. And when you're organized, in my mind, that means that you and others can find what you need when you need it. But organization is not a one-and-done thing, and Mm. you need systems to maintain it. So systems are really routines, ongoing processes that continue to keep you organized over time.
0: Mm. And I love your business is called Systems by Susie. So you are a professional organizer, but you don't just want to go in one time and organize people's homes and then have it slowly devolve back to what it was. You want to help them to develop those systems to keep that organization in place.
1: That's right. We don't want spaces just to look pretty, but they need to function as well. And really the only way you're going to maintain organization is through setting up systems. And so one of the things we do is we really take deep dives into our families that we work with, their routines, their natural habits, their natural inclinations, and try and set them up with really easy systems that they can maintain. And it's going to take some work after we leave, you know, because it has to be a whole family enterprise to keep your home organized. But really, we want to lighten the load of busy families, and you really can do that through systems.
0: Yeah. And if someone's listening and they're wondering if they need some family systems, what are some signs that you need some systems in your home?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, if you are feeling frustrated and annoyed often, say your kids' shoes and jackets and backpacks are always dropped in the middle of the floor and you're tripping on them. I feel like toys are everywhere and you just want to throw them all out. Those feelings of frustration is a good sign you need a system. Another one is if you're feeling overwhelmed and you are really bearing a bulk of the mental load in your house, you're having to keep everything in your brain and be delegating to other people constantly it's all on you. That's a good sign you need a system. If you feel like you're constantly nagging the members of your household, including partners, kids, everyone, that's a good sign you need a system. If you're always running late, you're missing things, and you're just experiencing decision fatigue. You know, if you don't have a meal planning system, and you're having to decide every single day, what are we doing for dinner tonight? Like that's exhausting.
0: Those are all signs that you might need a family system. And I'm just sitting here laughing because every single one of those bullet points describes <laughs> me. So apparently we need some systems. And this is actually my one big goal for 2023 oh, good. is to get some really solid family systems in place because I'm tired of feeling that frustration and annoyance and overwhelm yeah, and right. decision fatigue, as well as an emotion that I have noticed in the last few years for me is resentment. I
1: right. feel like
0: when my kids were younger, I didn't really feel that resentment because they were young enough that I was like, well, they can't help me. I mean, they could have helped me a little bit here and there, but now that they're old enough to help me and they don't, I feel a lot of resentment and I want to teach them and get them involved in some of these systems to manage our home and to bear some of this burden and this load so that it's not always just falling on me to keep everybody organized and to manage everything.
1: Yes, that is right. And that's actually my first takeaway is to get everyone on board because it's really a team mentality because what you're describing is like you are feeling alone in that you're the only one who wants this and you're having to make it happen on your own. And I really think it's impossible to implement family systems if there's only one person who wants to do it. And so a team mentality is really important. And the way we started was just by holding a family meeting, a family discussion and talking about like why we need the system and talking about the consequences when we don't have this system, being honest about feelings of frustration and overwhelm and ask if they felt the same way. You know, do you get annoyed when you always have to like, you know, step over, or you can't open the door all the way because shoes are in the way or, you know, just talking about those consequences as a family. And then the bigger question or the bigger principle here is like, why? Like some of the things you mentioned, like now that they're older, it's our job as parents to prepare them for life and to give them these life skills and to show them what goes into maintaining a household so that when they are out on their own, they know how to do it and they can feel confident because it's not the first time they've ever cleaned a house or made a meal or done their laundry. So we're raising adults, not kids, and it's important for them and it's good for them that they get this training and practice now. And then it's, it's, we're all on a team. We all need to work together and do this. They don't want to see you feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and they need to come and and help out. So really it should be a team enterprise to come up with a family system that works for you guys.
0: Yeah. And I do feel like being honest with them about how it's making you feel It's important for them to recognize that their behavior has an impact on other people and to develop kind of that empathy piece of when I've explained to my kids sometimes like, I am so tired. I honestly feel like I'm a servant sometimes in this house Mm -hmm. and they don't want me to feel that way. And they'll be like, mom, we can help you, you know, so it's important to just bring them in. But my problem is I have that first conversation where I talk to them about how I'm feeling, but then we don't make a plan. So we talk about it and they feel for me, but then there's no plan made. And then quickly we're back to where we were and I'm frustrated. And so I think, how do you take it from just the discussion to like making a plan with your family about what to do about it?
1: Yeah, that's so true, and I think a lot of people do stop there as they express their frustration, but nothing ever changes. So developing a family system together as a team means talking through. Okay, we know, for example, like in my life with dishes, I was getting really frustrated because just one person was left in the kitchen doing all of the dishes after dinner, and everyone else dispersed and did what they want or watched TV or went up to their rooms. And it just didn't feel fair. It wasn't always me doing it. It still didn't feel fair. And so we got together. We talked about the why, you know, that it's really not nice to be the only one left while everyone else is off having fun. And then we talked about developing a new system, a new policy. And we decided that everyone was going to stay in the kitchen until all of the dishes were done. And so there's no bad ideas in a family meeting. Everyone threw out ideas, all right, what are all the jobs that we have to do to clean up after dinner? And for us, it was someone would have to clear the dishes from the table load the dishwasher, hand wash dishes, put away leftovers, and wipe down the counters. So there's five tasks, there's five of us in our family, and we came up with this system. And we've changed that system over time as the kids have gotten older. But you know, now what it looks like is every person does one of those jobs, and it switches every night. You could also do, you know, one person has that job for the whole week. Or you could draw straws, and whatever job is on your popsicle stick is the job you have that night. You know, it can be you guys can decide to together, how you want to implement it. But I think it is helpful to talk through all the details of how is this going to work. And then, of course, you're going to have to tweak it later on if it's not working, but at least get started with it. And because they've been part of the process, usually kids and spouses will be more on board with it from the beginning.
0: Yeah, and I think being willing to try different because sometimes that first system or that first breakdown of responsibilities doesn't work that well. And so to just let everybody know up front, we're going to try it this way and then we'll reevaluate and we'll try it another way. Sometimes I honestly feel like if I am there, my kids default to They act like they don't know how to do anything. (laughs) Versus if I leave the room, they like get it together and start doing their jobs. And so I have found sometimes that I'm like, maybe one parent and one kid need to stay and do the kitchen, and the other parent and one kid need to go upstairs and like do a zone upstairs where they're picking up everything. Because when we're all together in the kitchen, it's easy for them to just act like they don't know what to do or to disappear to the bathroom or whatever it might be.
1: It's always disappearing to the bathroom. How how does everywhere know that trick?
0: Well, and I was the queen of that growing up. My family always teased me about that. So I do have to recognize that it's karma that That my kids do the same thing. But uh, but that's a good example of
1: finding a system, you know, your family better than anyone, right? And so like, you know, what is going to work for you and what isn't. And there's not one blanket, system for everyone. You really have to talk through it. And then, like you said, after trying it out and living with it, if it's not working, then you have to make adjustments. You don't have to give up altogether, but you need to tweak the system and make some adjustments so that it does work.
0: Yeah. I know you and I are both big fans of April Perry from Power of Moms. And April, I remember, taught that she would like certify her kids in different jobs. So basically, Mm -hmm there's five different jobs that go into cleaning the kitchen. So I want you to show me that you can do all five of these jobs well. And so she would certify them, basically, she would teach them and walk them through each of the five jobs. And then I think they would even get a little monetary bonus after they finished the certification. So that made it exciting to them. And then she knew that they knew And they knew that she knew that they knew how to do the jobs. And so they couldn't just act like, oh, I don't know how to do that anymore. So there was that teaching and mentoring piece that went into it. But it's a lot of work to get your kids on board and get these systems in place?
1: It's a lot of work. It's a lot of training, like you said, and it's breaking the job down into incremental pieces and training them. But what I always feel is best is to have, you know, first they're just watching you do it and you're talking out loud as you're doing it and explaining Mm -hmm. what you're doing. You're just verbalizing everything and they're just watching. So someone could be drying while you're hand washing the dishes and you are teaching them as they're watching you and drying. And then The next step would be they would do it with you standing there, observing, giving tips, things like that. And then the next step would be they would wash and then have you just inspect it. And then the final one is you don't even need to be there. So it's like you're just slowly fading yourself from it. But it is important that you do take the time training because that pays off down the road. You can't give up and think, oh, it's just easier for me to do it myself. That is typically the parent who is doing everything. It's because they don't delegate and they're not thinking the long game. They're just like, it's easier for me to do this right now. You go on and get ready for bed. But I mean, now, like my kids, they can do every step of the process. They can clean up on dishes. Sometimes it's kids, you've got the kitchen tonight, you know, and they do it. They can make meals. They can do their laundry. Like my load is so much lighter now that I have teenagers because I've taken the time that it's worth it. I'm just telling all the young moms out there, it's worth it. Stick with it
0: because it will pay off tenfold down the road. Yeah. And again, you just described me perfectly. I have children, one in particular, with extremely strong wills, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: I sometimes cannot face the pushback. I'm too tired, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know what? I'll just do this because I don't want to deal with the pushback. Right. That's a vicious cycle that makes it so that I will continue to carry the burden, and these children will not ever learn the skills that they need to be successful, like you mentioned earlier, and... A lot of parenting research shows the positive benefits to kids feeling capable, Mm. to kids feeling like they are contributing in a meaningful way to your family versus just being kind of the freeloader that they get everything handed to them. That may Mm. be what kids think that they want, but the research shows that true confidence in children comes from knowing that they matter in the family beyond just like, my parents love me. Most kids know that they matter in that way, but knowing that their contribution matters to making the family run is really beneficial. That's right. Oh, I think that's
1: beautifully said. I think that is so true. I've seen that in my own household. And I will say about the complaining, when it becomes an ongoing family system and it's something that happens every single night, they stop complaining because it becomes part of their daily rhythm and routine. So hang in there because my kids used to grumble, complain all the time about emptying the dishwasher, um, especially because it was just once in a while. But now that it's like part of their morning routine and that every person takes Mm -hmm. part of the dishwasher, sure. It just gets done. No one even mentions it anymore. No one complains about it. It's just part of their rhythm.
0: Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. There's nothing quite like the influx of rich holiday food and desserts that make me feel ready for nourishing food and regular mealtimes with my family of four. Regular life is still a little hectic, but Green Chef makes it so much simpler to get dinner on the table because you can just pull out a bag from the fridge with all the pre-portioned ingredients and instructions ready to whip up a restaurant-quality meal. No meal planning or grocery shopping required. And as a heads up, Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, so with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. They have options for every lifestyle, including keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. They've even expanded their menu, and you can now choose from 30 recipes weekly, with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. So for example, you can order vegan one day, Mediterranean the next. With so many customizable options, you can't go wrong with Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well, Go to greenchef.com slash 3in3060 and use code 3in3060 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 3in3060 and use code 3in3060 for 60% off plus free shipping. This episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. To kick off the new year, my guest today is helping us reevaluate our family systems or lack thereof. And if this sounds overwhelming to you, you're not alone. It's no secret that systems are hard for me, but I also know how much my soul does crave routine and that it does benefit my family. Just because I don't always stick with the systems I devise doesn't mean I'm a failure, and working with a therapist has helped me to interrupt the negative self-talk when it starts to tell me that there's no hope I will ever be able to do better in this area or any other area of my life where I want to improve. Meeting regularly with my therapist helps me continue to be kind to myself and to catch negative thought patterns when they sneak in. In fact, I often know it's time to reach out to my therapist for a tune-up appointment when I notice the negative talk in my head is amping up. I cannot recommend a professional counselor enough as a safe place to talk. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 3in30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com 3in30. So that
1: actually brings me to my second takeaway is making it easy for kids. Kind of the how to do the systems, because I think systems fail for two reasons. It's too hard or you forget to do them. So my next two takeaways deal with that. And the first one is making it easy. Like don't make your system overly complicated. I can be really guilty of that because I'm an organizer and I like to micro organize. But I think the simpler you can make it, the better. And like the dishwasher is a good example. My kids, we break it down into three parts. And so, you know, my young Just puts away the silverware and she's done. So it's like small, it's easy, it's fast. And where everyone is putting away the dishes, the kitchen cabinets are organized. It's really easy for them to put this stuff away. They're not having to fight with things falling out of cabinets or, you know, slamming a drawer shut because it won't shut. Like it does help to be organized to begin with to make it easy for them. The other thing is to set up your system to work with your natural rhythm. I think like an example of this would be your drop zone if you come in your house or your front door it's really hard to have a mudroom or a drop zone across the house like, that's not where they're going to walk all the way over to your mudroom and drop. They're just going to drop it when they walk through the front door. And so you have to look where you're naturally putting things and then add some containment. So mm-hmm. make a place for everything. So in the case of a drop zone, you know, put a basket where they're kicking off their shoes. And you still have a 50-50 chance of them getting it in the basket. But it's easier at least to go put them in the basket later on if they've failed to do it. So get hooks. A wall hook or command hooks for your jackets. Get a bench for your backpack. If you always drop your keys on the counter, get yourself a tray there. Have a place for your mail. Like just give everything a home, but don't try and change everything. Just put some containers where you're already naturally dropping those things, and it will make a huge difference.
0: Yeah. One example I have of a good system we've developed in our house is Noah's Legos. they were just always everywhere. And I just didn't know how to contain it and manage it. And I feel like we came up with a system that's easy for him. And that is, we got these rolling bathroom carts with the trays. And each tray is one color of Lego. And so when I tell him to pick up, it's easy for him to wrap his mind around what to do. He just has to put right. the colored Legos into the colored bins that they belong with. And he can do that job on his own. Another one is having my kids put away their laundry. I basically cleared out a drawer. Like Each of the drawers in their dresser is for one type of clothes. And I don't even care if they fold them which might be to a professional organizer, you might be like, no, I'm like, here's your laundry. If you want to fold it and put it in there neatly, you can. If you just want to shake it and lay it in your drawer, you can. But like, that's the spot that it goes and get it into that place. And it's meant that I don't have to, fold their laundry anymore. And I don't have to put it away because they know how to do those things.
1: Exactly. That's genius because you're setting it up for your natural habits. And we all have different standards. And I think sometimes when you're training kids, you have to let
0: go of some of these really high standards and it's better done, right? Well, and especially with that one, it's like, I don't even have to see it. So if I Mm -hmm. had to see their unfolded laundry, it might drive me crazy, but they put it in a drawer and they close the drawer. And like, I don't have to see it. I didn't have to do it. Some
1: people, you could just have them hanging up their clothes directly. If you don't have a lot of drawer space in your house and you have more hanging space, they can just put things right directly on hangers instead of having to fold and then go to their room and hang it up. You know, that's a multi-step process. But all along the way with laundry, as your kids start doing their own laundry, is setting them up for success, maybe giving each family member their own laundry basket, maybe making a cheat sheet right next to the washing machine with, you know, when you put in white clothes, the knob needs to be on warm, maybe even making the detergent easier to get to. I know when my kids were little, they didn't have like the thumb strength to press down on the laundry detergent to fill up the cup, and it was up high in a cabinet that they couldn't reach. So maybe switch to powder detergent or laundry pods or dispense the liquid detergent in an easier to use container. Like whatever you have to do, make it easy. We also have a timer that they can use or if you have you know, Alexa, you can set the timer for that, but just make every step of the process easy for them. A lot of times we use real open containers when we're organizing for families because just having a lid on a bin will be enough deterrent for them to just stick it on top of the lid Mm -hmm. instead of just like taking off the lids and making it open and easy so they can put back their toys fast
0: chuck it in there yeah that's right <laughs> that's yeah that's right so make it easy and i think going along with this takeaway would you recommend that families start just with one system at a time absolutely yeah i feel like my instinct right now is like we're gonna overhaul it all and i'm like rachel just take it one area at a time and try to make it as easy as possible And show the kids that you mean it this time. That's right. They always know when you're really serious, don't they? Yeah. And I feel like my kids know that if they just wait a few days, I'll get busy and distracted. And it's too hard for me to try to manage all of the new systems in the house. But if we just have one, I can manage that and they'll learn I'm serious about it. And then we can add another one in a few weeks. That's so smart. And
1: start small with everything. And there's a lot of family systems, but choose the one that really causes you the most frustration or overwhelm and start there. I mean, every week now we have a weekly reset that we do to prep and get ready for the week. We have household chores. We have our system for doing dishes and cleaning and doing laundry. And we have morning and afternoon routines. We have a plan to sync our calendars. We have paper management meal planning, food prep, like we have all of that, but it's taken years and years and years and years. So just start with one thing. And then once you have that pretty dialed in, then you can add another system, but you don't have to
0: do all of this all at once. Yeah. Oh, that's so hopeful. I hope someday that I can say I have all of those different systems in place, but right now. I'm like, well, we do have a Lego system. We do have that's a right. laundry system. That's and right. we can add more as you can we can build on it.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you know, one of the things about systems is it's just it's hard to remember to do it. I think that's one of the problems is just being consistent is hard. It's hard for me personally, I'm not a very consistent person. And so my third takeaway is to make it visible so that you see when to do your system. For me with my calendar, we have this giant weekly. Calendar that's up in our mudroom. But I see every week that reminder of, I got to fill that out. And that's how I do my meal planning and also our weekly calendar. And so because I'm seeing it all the time, it's very visible for me. So you don't want your system to be kind of out of sight, out of mind. Like add some kind of cue or reminder for yourself. For our house on our door that goes out to the garage, before they leave, there's a sign that's like, you have your lunch, your PE clothes, your water bottle, your iPad, you know, just a visual reminder. Right near the washing machine, there's a big sign that says, set a timer. And then the timer is right there. But, you know, having that visual cue really helps. Also, setting alarms is huge. And I think such a huge benefit to your kids as they go on later in life is we make our teens get out their phone and set recurring reminders, okay, your laundry day is Saturday, you need to set a weekly reminder that goes off, and you can't hit off when the alarm pops up, you know, at least hit snooze. But setting those reminders, or like I said, using Alexa as a reminder when you put in your laundry, say, Alexa, remind me in 20 minutes to you know, move the clothes to the dryer. Teaching them those skills and having those calendar reminders can help you. It can also help your kids learn how to stay on top of things on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah. And I really believe doing things on the same day every week is incredibly helpful to make it part of your routine so you don't just forget about it.
1: And that's going to look different for everyone. You know, I mean, some people's weekends are so packed with sports that they don't have a second. So that's really individual to a family. But I do agree that doing things consistently on the same day, they get into that rhythm and they just know, okay, every Saturday I have to do my laundry. And my hope is that when my son goes off to college next year, Saturday will roll around and he'll be like, oh, I got to do my laundry today. That's the hope at least.
0: Yeah and even even beyond making it consistent for them it's for me like knowing right. the days and when i need to do the task or even just follow up on the task it keeps me accountable to the system that i said that i wanted with our family That's which right. i'm very good at conceptualizing systems and strategizing mm-hmm. systems yeah but i don't follow through and i'm not consistent and so i need to make them simpler like you said and I need to keep them visible and remind myself of what I'm working towards and why every single
1: week. And and one way is that don't put it all on you. Like if you can pair, especially when your kids are younger, if you can pair getting a system done with some kind of positive reinforcement, then your kids might be the ones to remind you. Hmm. You know, like if there is a special show they want to watch, but they only get to do that after a task is done, they might be coming to you to say, hey, can we go ahead and get this done so I can watch my show? Yeah. (laughs) And then you don't have to remember, it's kind of on them. So involve the whole family, or if you have someone in your family who does have a great sense of rhythm and time and consistency say hey can you help us remember to do that and task them with it if it's not your natural strength because remember it's like a team effort here
0: yeah. we always say it's like
1: team Salinas and we all need to contribute to keep the house running
0: yes oh I love that mindset Well, Susie, this has been so helpful. I know listeners have learned so much from you just from this conversation. If they want to continue learning from you and being inspired by you, what's the best place for them to go to do that?
1: So we share a lot of tips and inspiration on our Instagram, which is at systemsbysusie, and Susie is S-U-S-I-E. But we've also prepared a full page of resources that we have at systemsbysusie.com forward slash three and 30 and we've compiled all of our resources our blog posts on this topic we have free printables for like a free weekly reset printable you can print out i have blog posts on life skills i also have a workshop that i did with my husband about our weekly reset and taking a deep dive into some of our family systems so you can find that all on my website
0: Great. Thanks for making a page, just especially for us. And I'll link that in the show notes. And I will be going over there and (laughs) looking through everything as I start this new year and this new goal I have to create family systems. Good luck. I
1: know you're going to be able to do it. And the whole house and the whole family is going to be happier having these systems in place.
0: Yes, I sure hope so. I know that that's true. And I need to hold on to that and keep that as my motivation. So Thank you so much, Susie, for your time and for being here and for being my friend. And (laughs) thanks for being on 3 and 30. It's a joy. Thank you for having me. Friends, I am feeling so inspired. Maybe you are too. Let's get our family and home systems whipped into shape, shall we? Susie's three takeaways can help us to do this. And as a recap, those takeaways are first, get everyone in your family on board with creating new systems. You can't do this alone and you shouldn't have to. Managing your family life and home should be the responsibility of the entire team of people who live there. Start with choosing one area of your life or home that you'd like to streamline. Then call a family meeting and share honestly about how you're feeling and why you need more help. And ask how they're feeling about the lack of system in that area as well. Then make a plan. Brainstorm together some ideas for tackling that challenge, breaking down the tasks that need to be accomplished, and deciding how you'll delegate them. Commit to following up in one week with another family meeting so your good intentions don't just get lost in the busyness of family life. And as you're working on solidifying that new system, remember Susie's next two takeaways. Second, make your systems as simple and easy to complete as possible. Think about your family's natural personalities and rhythm. What is the simplest way to get this task done or to get this area clean? It might mean your kids aren't folding their laundry but are just placing it in the drawers. It might mean you need to change out the type of laundry detergent you use so they can do it on their own. Or you need to add baskets to certain areas of the house or step stools so that they can reach what they need to. As you work on being consistent with your new system, continue to ask yourself, how can I make this easier? The easier something is, the more likely we are as humans to follow through on it. Third and finally, make your system visible. How are you going to make sure that you don't forget about the new system you've committed to? If it's out of sight, it will be out of mind. So add a visual cue, like reminder signs at key places in your house, or visible checklists to complete each day. Add it to your calendar, both a visual calendar the whole family can see, and digital calendars that can send you reminders and nudges. If you want your new system to stick, it has to be visible day in and day out. Friends, we can do this. As I mentioned in the intro, having better systems in my home and family life is my biggest goal for 2023. It's my only goal for 2023, and I plan to report back to you on how we are doing with that. I know it won't be easy, and for me, the biggest barrier is probably going to be just slowing down long enough to not only make a good plan, but to consistently follow through with it. But I know this is what I want to do in 2023. And I'm grateful to Susie for giving me and all of us some great first steps. To end this episode, I just want to say thank you so much for starting your new year with me and for being part of the 3 and 30 community. I'm rooting for you. I believe in you. And I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.